Welcome to the Imagine Place podcast. I'm your host, Doug Shapiro, and I'm searching for voices that can help inspire a more creative and courageous youth. follow me on LinkedIn, you know that I was recently at the New Year New You event in Miami. Listen, I couldn't take you with me, so instead I brought my gear. Our media guru, Curtis, packed me this big hard case on wheels. I had to bring it through all the airports. I had all the recording equipment in it. That's really the first time I'd ever traveled with that much gear. Gotta be honest, I felt pretty cool, kind of special. I tried not to let it get to my head, but there's just something about hauling that audio gear around and setting it up that is oddly satisfying, maybe even ego-boosting if I had to be totally honest with you. It reaches a little itch inside me that I just don't get to scratch very often. Uh, So that was fun. Okay, but the main event, that was scheduled for Saturday. I arrived into Miami Friday afternoon and I walked into a beautiful hotel. It was like a small jungle paradise in the middle of Miami. It's called the Mayfair House Hotel and Garden, if you want to look it up. I met my co-author, Maria Vandeman, there for a coffee and a chat. We settled right into the Miami vibes. We had a nice dinner alongside selected panelists for Saturday's event. We had design leaders there, dealer principals, industry experts, developers. Uh, We jumped right into conversation on this year's theme, legacy. Let me tell you, legacy is a very personal topic. And it's one that you need to take the time to think about, to talk about. So in today's episode, I'll explore legacy through the insights and stories of others. I'm going to share some of my own thoughts about legacy too. I'll do that kind of halfway into the episode. Then towards the end of the episode, I want to give you a window into Miami's design culture. It'll give you a feel for why I love going there for this event. Before I do any of that, I want to take you right inside Saturday's New Year New You event. Here we go. Imagine you're settling into that semi-comfortable hotel banquet chair with that narrow table, with that tablecloth and notepad and pen in front of you, and taking the stage to kick this off are the event founders, my friends, Sonny Reed and Rad Larios. Here's their welcome speech. Good morning, South Florida, and welcome to New Year, New You 2023 for a third year in a row. My name is Rad Larios. I am your IIDA South Florida VP of Professional Development and Education and your co-chair for this wonderful event. Which brings us to why. Why we created a professional and most importantly, personal purpose event. We recognized and see you as a whole person. And know that to be the best professional you can be, you need to be the best person you can be. We at IADA think it's about time you are the target audience. With this said, let's begin marking our 2023 legacy by introducing to you our event chair and concept for this year's New Year, New You, Sunny Reed. Woo-hoo! 
<laughs> thank you, Brad. And hello, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us today. Every year, we strive to bring you topics that will help you in your professional and personal development. This year, in 2023, we felt it was time that we can all look forward and start planning life once again, that we can now reflect on our past, plant seeds for our future, and learn together on how you can lead your life legacy. Both professional and personally, we all have goals, dreams, and aspirations for our life. No path is the same. Everyone's journey is unique. And only you can live your story. Some dream of owning a company, building a brand, raising a family, or climbing a mountain. Maybe you want to be remembered for your work within the community. Or you might have a story to tell the world to help others. We hope that after today's time together, you will leave feeling inspired to lead your life's legacy. Time we'll have our own podcast. Maybe. Oh, for real? Maybe. Yeah. What would, tell me uh, the title. Hmm. Tiny but mighty. Tiny oh. but mighty. Yes. Absolutely. Did you just come up with that or did you guys actually discuss this? They've been calling us that since the beginning they when have. we got together. They have. It's a Who, thing. Who's they? Like IIDA South Florida? Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. yes. That was, yeah, that was funny. So we first, we actually met for the first time in the IIDA board retreat mm -hmm. in 2020. Uh, we had previously talked on Zoom, but never in person. So when we went, we were like the smallest in the room <laughs> and we walk up and we're like, we're ready to present professional development and what we're going to do for the year. And she's and everyone's like tiny, but mighty. And we're Love like, yeah. yes. yes. <laughs> so that just stuck with us for a while. <laughs> that was the day you met, too. That's funny. Yes. And look what you've made together. Oh, my God. How did you land on the theme legacy for this year? Like, what was it? What was that moment where you said this is it? You know, through last year, which we really focused on what we thought people needed at the moment, which yes. we talked about, you know, mental health. We talked about branding. Mm -hmm. So it was time this year to sit down and, and as we do, think about what is relevant now. What do people want to know about now? And mm -hmm. and that's what's great about this platform, right, is every year it can change to adapt to what people want. Yes. So when we started to think, OK, we're finally out of hopefully the fog of the pandemic and we started really talking about the transition a lot of generations are in right now. We're seeing a lot of generations that are older transitioning out of design. They're retiring. They're moving on. They're mm -hmm. leaving their hard work behind. Mm. Um, you know, they might be leaving their firm with, you know, a different gen. And, and maybe they're worried about that. And we really yep. wanted to start thinking about, well, what do our senior leaders need? What do they need to thrive this is not just about younger generations, it's about all generations. And we're seeing, you know, a lot of older people kind of going, oh my gosh, like retirement's around right. the corner. What right. am I going to do? We right. also see a lot of younger gens kind of not really knowing their impact, not really knowing the impact of what they do every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, that takes time to build, of course, but we started to really think of just the broader questions people were asking across different generations and it led to legacy and that it was time that we talk about how to lead your legacy in your whole life my name is tony guerra g-u-e-r-r-a it means war in spanish 
you know, I've been an operator, co-owner, partner. I've been in every level in the hospitality, but I'm really the people person. So we, uh, so I got home, and I'm like, all right, I have to speak tomorrow. Am I prepared or not prepared? And what am I going to say and not say? I read the questions last night, and the first thing I did was I went on Google, and I wrote, what is legacy? Oh, there you go. And I'm going to tell you, it's really interesting because we all know what legacy means, like the way we use it. Yeah, but, intuitively. But really, you know, go deep. What is the meaning and the purpose of legacy? How, you know, what is living legacy? What is the difference between being legendary, being a legend, Ooh. and being and creating a legacy? So it's like, I'll go out and some of my friends will be like, Man, you were like a legend in the '90s, or you were <laughs> you were a legend back in this era. Man, those events and those parties were great. Yeah, but only you remember them, only you, right? Because yeah. you lived them. But legacy, I understand. It's when you really get into what legacy is and define it. It's really something that I've been living and practicing, and is how am I going to re- be remembered the day I'm not here? But those are the things you think about once you're a parent. You don't think about it when your kid's like four years or five years old, but when you get a little bit older and you're my age and your kids are older, you kind of feel obligated with your children to pass on the legacies. And at the same time, it's those same core values and way of thinking that you're like, all right, in my business and in my career, you know, I know what I'm doing today, but what mark am I leaving in the industry I'm in? And... How do I contribute to other people's lives, those I work with or those I work for? And also, how do I, how do I impact my neighbor? And that's part of, I think, in, in, in leaving a legacy. If you live a, through a certain code and do things in a certain way, that's part of your culture and the way you do business. And I think if you do it long term, now you're creating some kind of legacy. Only if when those around you understand your mission and your purpose. What would you say your mission and purpose is? I, um, people ask me in my career, coming from the entertainment business, what, what do you do? Man, it's, I'm a little bit of a jack of all trades, but my real mission, what I think my gift is, and what my purpose is, is to bring people together. Oh, I love it. I do it through entertainment, food, and beverage. You know, I'm still trying to figure it out, what they're gonna ask me and how I'm gonna answer it. You know, yeah. and for the last 72 hours, I'm like, legacy, legacy. Like, what is my legacy? I know. Like, you realize I've gone years without thinking about this. I mean, you know? I mean there's things that you want to pass on. And, and there's things that I believe in how I would like to be remembered. I don't want to be remembered as the guy that was throwing the big party or with this celebrity or with or these events or these great businesses i would like to be also known for who i was before i was in that business Ooh, i love that i have one last question yeah why is it that so many people said you have to talk to tony why do you think maybe because i just gave you a whole entire speech (laughs) without a question i don't know i am alejandro estrada and i'm a designer for empire office awesome Welcome back, Alejandro. Thank you, dog. It's glad, yes. to, glad to be back. <laughs> I can't believe you're here. 
I remember meeting you a year ago. Yeah. And uh, it was it was such event. a joy. Yeah. It was such a joy. Same event. It was yeah. great. It was it was I was literally fangirling and I was like, Alexis, you need to introduce me to Doug. It needs to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are. It's great. Yeah, it is it is crazy. Um and now I feel like yeah, I feel like the other version of you now. I'm like, oh gosh, it's Alejandro. <laughs> well, I have to say, I mean, th- this event's about legacy. Mm-hmm. What surprised me when I got here and we started talking about the legacy was I realized I have not thought about legacy before. Like it's really? just never crossed my mind. I mean, let me ask you, do you think about legacy? Have you thought about it? And do you think about it from a historical perspective? Like, like you have a legacy to carry or do you think about it futuristically? Like, Oh, I have to create one. I feel like I have to create one, especially okay. since it's not particularly like if I was in if I was living in Colombia, then yeah, I would have a legacy to continue. But I feel like being in the US and living here now, I feel like I have my own legacy to create and I have my own future to think about. For me, it's more about the future that I can create for myself and those that will come after me. Um, it's really kind of like how I think about a legacy. It's it's the world that I leave behind for those yeah. who come after me. Yeah. I mean when do you start to think about legacy? Like, is it, are you ever too young to understand it? I think you are. I think sometimes people are confronted with their own humanity that they're like, wow, I, I, the actions that I take, they really do affect others. And I don't think until, until you're a certain age, you don't really don't kind of like grasp that. Yeah. I think that's fair. And I love how you're tying legacy to the effect that you have on others. Okay. So I'm I'm trying something out here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to use that phrase. Okay. The effect you have on others. Yep. Does that mean legacy is not just for people? Like, could legacy be for place? Oh, like, could Because, like, a place has an effect on people, right? 100%. 100%. Legacy, legacy is not just about the people that you affect, and also, but it's also about the places that you go, and, and especially for designers, the places that we create, those are our legacy. You know, those are, you know, there's not... You know, the building or the built environment will stay here for years, even after you're gone, you know, and, and, and the designs and the thought and the experiences that you brought into that design will continue to affect others way after you're, you're gone. And I think, you know, sometimes we feel, I personally feel like sometimes we get stuck on what my personal legacy is going to be and what people are going to talk about me, you know, how they're going to talk about me. Yeah. And I think the most important part is is it's kind of like what footprint am I leaving in the world? Yeah. So it's more about what I accomplished for the world and the effect that I had with that accomplishment on the world. I feel like that that's how I like to look at legacy. My name is Jenny Pradere. We are I'm part of Pradere Designer Workspaces. My okay. father started the company 50 years ago as a carpenter, and then he had three girls. So we evolved into a contract dealership. Awesome. Well, mm-hmm. congratulations on all your transformation, on your second generation ownership. Mm-hmm. This event is about legacy. Mm-hmm. No doubt that word holds a special place in your heart, given Absolutely. your background. What's your take on legacy? Our take on legacy is it's what keeps us going and it's what wakes us up in the morning. We get to work and my father shows up, pulls in, and this is why we do this. What he's built, the lives he's changed in our town, you know, there's people still today that have the furniture that he built for them you oh, know, wow. with his own hands. So we'll, we'll go to the space and they want to fix, repair something that he built 40 years ago. 
So legacy for us is tremendously important and we want to then carry that forward. And it's part of our message, it's part of who we are. This, this city has been part of our growth, our success, and we want to give back. So now we get to give back and be part of the legacy of, of Miami and, how, and its growth. Did your father start the business? And did he just, I mean, did he just start making furniture? Like what was his thing? Here? So my grandfather is a carpenter by trade and my father came from Cuba with the Bay of Pigs. He was one of the people that were traded with baby baby food, right? So that's how he wow. made his way to the US and he, that's what they knew how to do. So him and his brother started the company. Well, hold on a second. Traded with baby food. Yes, so right, part of the Bay of Pigs. Yes. They were traded they were able to, they were, they freed the, these Cuban prisoners because the U.S. gave formula and baby food to Cuba. So okay. that's how they were released from prison. So my father was in prison for about 18 months in wow. Cuba for fighting against the Castro regime. Wow. So that's how he makes his way to the U.S. and that's... Does he, okay, I'm sorry, like <laughs> no, no, this is no, fascinating. This, did he talk about that? He does not. Okay. So we know this because we know history, but my father, he doesn't ever speak to us about you know, his time in jail, you know, the, the horrors he must have experienced. Yeah. So it's so interesting because he has a tattoo that says U.S. You know, U.S. Air Force doesn't talk about it. Well, it's so amazing that you get to carry on this legacy, right? And then build your own legacy. Absolutely. So why is thinking about our legacy important? Well, for starters, it gives us a sense of purpose and direction in life. When we know the sort of impact we hope to have, it can help guide us towards more meaningful decisions. It can also help us prioritize and understand what really matters to us. One of the things I learned at the conference was that the only way to even begin thinking about legacy and to be intentional about legacy is to first know what you stand for. Once you've established that, you can start to live out those values, right? It sounds pretty basic, but I don't think we take the time to be thoughtful about this very much. Another thing about legacy, it's not exactly something that you can manipulate or shape really quickly. I mean, sure, there are those rare few of us that may have extraordinary events or moments in our lives that define us for decades to come, right? But for the rest of us normal folks, legacy is simply the sum of all the moments and decisions in our lives. It's the memories we make, the love we show, how we spend our time, how we impact others. The word, the theme, the definition of legacy, it's a reminder that our time on this planet is limited. Okay, that's pretty deep for me. I hope you found those legacy conversations as helpful as I did. I wanna move in a different direction here. I wanna take you into that South Florida vibe. See, Miami has something special going on. I want to open that door for you and give you a first-hand take what it's like to be a designer in South Florida. My name is Midori Shim. I am a Miami-born native. Um, can't see me, but I am Japanese-Peruvian, Jamaican-Chinese, and my mom has a little bit of Italian as well. So culture is a thing for me. Um, I am a registered interior designer here in the state of South Florida. I'm a interior designer with Gresham Smith. I am the current president of IIDA South Florida chapter. So, awesome. Um, yeah. So as, as the current president of the IIDA South Florida chapter, 
I'm going to consider you the perfect spokesperson for the design culture here. How, how would you begin to describe that, that Miami design culture? So like I said, I'm a, I'm a Miami native and I've seen it evolve, right? I can take it from the culture to design aspect. And yes. culture definitely drives design. Mm. Your perspective, um, how far you can create, how far you can think, how far you know, right? Those that are staying or stuck in that one-way street will design for that one-way street. And being in Miami, being such a melting pot, for yeah. a better lack of words, but it really is having people come from small islands to huge countries with either a language barrier or how they spend Christmas with family to when is the right time to go shopping or when's the right time to close shop. No, those cultural differences change how South Florida or Miami designs by giving them the excitement of the different cultures from restaurants to lounges to even private spaces or corporate spaces. We're starting to understand more and more in Miami that your perspective changes and builds the environment and it can give someone that feeling of home when they're mm. away from home. Give them a moment for people to say, hey, someone hears me and understands my culture or hears me and understands my background. And I think Miami does that very well. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, you are, you are this you are this beautiful melting pot. Thank you. Thank and you. empathy is absolutely one of your superpowers. I'm sure you have many more. I appreciate this time. And again, thank you for all your support. It's been amazing. My name is Cynthia Saria. I'm senior interior design professional at HOK Miami. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm here because for, for a number of reasons. First of all, I love the event. And yes. it's just great to see the community in South Florida because I found it so welcoming. But I'm here to also kind of put that community on display. Okay. So how how do we capture that audibly? Like how do how would you begin to talk about what it's like to be a my uh, to be a designer in Miami? Wow, um, magical. Ooh, okay. Magical for sure. It's an exciting time in Miami. I think that you know, if you look at it from a national perspective, Miami has grown. I, I, I don't even have a statistic to throw at you, but I'm sure it's beyond what anybody expected it to be. I think the pandemic revealed for a lot of people this, you know, the idea of hybrid work and things like that, but it also revealed the idea of like where you can work and how you can be efficient and where you work and how that fuels your soul mm. to then fuel your job and your career, et cetera. So I think that started, kickstarted a very large migration of just humans coming to South Florida which then has obviously a trickle-down effect. So in terms of building and in terms of design and in terms of architecture, it's like a fantastic time to be here. That's awesome. Um, and obviously the, the opportunities that that presents for a designer is, right, are incredible. I think that, you know, to kind of loop it back down to this event and IDA, like this community and this IDA community is vibrant. They're excited. They are hungry. They are, we're just here. And so to be a designer in this community is, it really does feel like you're a part of a, like a large community, a large family. And it's not hard to make friends and make connections and just belong, which is something that's important for a lot of people, I think. Where's that coming from? I mean, what what is emanating this kind of like- Excitement. <laughs> excitement and like sense of belonging and community. Like it's gotta come from somewhere. 
Um, that's a really good question. I think, um, I think that we all try to belong to something that we identify with, mm. right? I think that in general, like if you, you know, share interests with somebody, um, and I'm talking beyond work, right? Because we all obviously share an interest in architecture, why, it, which is why we're here. But it goes beyond that. And I think um, being able to bring your whole self to work and being, we hear that a lot these days, like being able to bring your entire self and your, right? And that comes with the diversity of who you are, that comes with your cultural, um, you know, kind of habits and things that you, that you have in your upbringing with. And in Florida, we have a very large melting pot of that. So when you're able to become a part of a community that you share likenesses with mm. beyond, right, on a more personal level, yeah, it's like, you know, it just, it creates this energy, like you're saying, that is much more radiant and it makes you feel like you really do belong here. And it's like, it's a great place. I mean, and then if all else fails, like it's sunny 99% of the time, <laughs> you can go to the beach. It's great. It's beautiful. And it's, it's just really, it's really easy to make friends and, and feel like you're part of something big and something that is going to make a mark for years to come. I feel like there's a designer listening right now on a cold and rainy day. Who's been stuck in their house? Yeah, in Washington, <laughs> hasn't made enough friends, and oh, is like, how do I get to Miami? I know. Well, there's a large airport. <laughs> um, no, Miami's a great city. I grew up That's in the awesome. Northeast, and I love New York, and I love New Jersey, which is where I'm from. But I do love Miami. I do love Miami. Um, I'm Hispanic, so obviously I fit right in. But beyond that, like you know. There's everything. I'm telling you, there's so much. And you, if you just know what you're looking for and you have the right... And even if you don't know what you're looking for, right? Like, there's so many different neighborhoods. There's so much different culture. Like, there's little Haiti. There's all the littles. Little Havana. There's everything. So you just kind of make your way around and you find people and you find community. And everybody here, a lot of the people here are first-generation Americans. Or a lot of people are immigrated. And so it just creates this camaraderie that even if you are not a first generation American, you're going to bump into somebody that wants to help. And they're like, Hey, you know, yeah. so it, it all, it all feels very welcoming. I love it. Cynthia, thank you thank so you. much for joining me. I am Alexis Moore Gaskins. I am the IDA South Florida past president and director of graphics. And I am a healthcare interior designer and associate at Gresham Smith. Oh, that's always a great sound, right? Popping bottles, yeah, getting that tipsy. Was the, uh, that was the champagne for the mimosas, right? Yes, yes. We're having mimosas and screwdrivers. But it's funny because when you have a screwdriver in the morning, it seems a little bit more intense. But if you put, because it's vodka, but if you put vodka with uh, tomato juice, it seems completely normal. So, but it's, <laughs> it's fine. All, it's all about what you wrap around <laughs> right? it, you know? Totally. Um, all right. Tell me in a few words. How would you describe the Miami design culture? Mm. Because having experienced the design communities outside of Miami, how do you capture that right now in a few sentences? The South Florida design community is so vibrant, so welcoming, and we're just extremely engaging, I would say. Engaging, and that's vibrant, a good word. Vibrant in the way of we have every culture represented, we have every size body you know every anything that you think you could look like we have that and um or speak like you know we have people that speak french spanish obviously and um all of the languages it's just it's a very vibrant in that aspect you know our culture is just beautiful so no matter what you kind of feel 
welcomed because you see people that look like you. Um, and then on top of that, I think it's vibrant because we just have fun. <laughs> we, we know how to have a good time. You don't have to be serious to have a professional development event. You don't have to be serious to make a network. You know, um, they're important, yes, but why not? You know, we're only on this earth for a short time. Why not have fun with it? few words give me your take on the miami design culture fast paced um we're very hot and i mean that in different ways like mm. the way we see things the way we look things you know you hear a lot of people say caliente yeah, we're, yeah. we're very much like that we like to bring sauce into a space or anywhere we look at or our attitude towards design as well um there's just a lot of flavors here, which is great. And somehow we're such a big melting pot that it comes together. So there you have it. Have you bought your plane ticket yet? All right. Thanks for tuning in. For more design stories, visit us at OFS.com slash imagine a place. From OFS, I'm Doug Shapiro. Thanks for listening.